We have all been tracking the uh, tropical storm, the Hurricane Elsa, with the sense that it's probably going to be a pretty active uh, storm season down in the Gulf. But uh, we we now have some sense of what kind of damage has been done, if any. And we thought we'd check in with a, a, a local uh, operator who owns the hot- a hotel at Key West, but a lot of other places too. Mark Wines, the owner of Seawall Hospitality, owns the the Saint Hotel in Key West. Joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Good to be here. So, so uh, what's the damage report? I mean, you know, if you own a if you own a hotel in Key West, you got to be braced for this, I would think. Yes, we've uh, we've had our our brushes with hurricanes before down in Key West. Uh, fortunately, this one appears to be uh, uh, not much to write home about, so to speak. We've uh, you know we had heavy rains and and some wind, but uh, for the most part, we appear to to have uh, emerged unscathed down in Key West. Wow. Okay. Well, I know your your attention is has turned elsewhere because you've been working out of Galveston, and a lot of us remember fondly. The the Galvez Hotel in Galveston is sort of the grand dame of, of the island down there. So tell me what you're doing with the Galvez. You've taken it over. Right. We purchased a hotel uh, in uh, middle of May from uh, the Mitchell family, which had owned it for 25 years. Um, the hotel uh, currently is uh, being operated as an independent hotel. And uh, we are uh, currently in the uh, beginning phases of a complete uh, renovation of the property uh to uh to go to marriott autograph as being our uh, our franchisor there uh the property is uh you know i envision the property as it was in 1911 and so we're doing a, a full renovation of the rooms all of the public areas we're actually adding a, a couple of entertainment venues to it and we're uh, uh repainting the uh, repainting the uh hotel um back to its original pink color that it appeared when it was uh, first opened in 1911. So I I thought, so it's almost 100 years old. Uh, It's 110 years old, actually. Oh, 110. 1911, yes, 110 years old. I've lost time, yep. So (laughs) so there got to be, when you're doing something like that, there got to be some surprises when you, when you go in to to sort of redo any structure that that, that's that old. Yes, you know, it's funny how uh, over time people change things, move walls around and eliminate areas that you would think, you know, they wouldn't do. But at the time, it probably seemed like the good, smart thing to do. One one of the the biggest surprises we had when we went in to do the renovation was that uh, there was an old area called Peacock Alley that uh, used to run through the center of the hotel, basically from the lobby down to the uh, to this to what is now the spa and the uh, and the meeting rooms. And this uh this area was very ornately decorated with moldings and with a uh, beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful trim. And uh, what happened was, is over the time, they uh, previous owners decided they wanted to have larger meeting rooms in certain areas. So they, they took them into the meeting room and covered all of this up with, uh, with sheetrock. So as we went in and, uh, you know, we were told that uh, where Peacock Alley was, I, I took one look at the prints and I said, well, no, the Peacock Alley was on the other side of the hotel. So uh the ownership previous ownership didn't even weren't wasn't even aware it was there so we went back in and started removing things and we found old moldings and some beautiful features that were now in the process of uh of restoring back to the way it was the reason they called it peacock alley coincidentally was uh women of the 20s and men would uh say, were said to dress in their finest uh finest attire to walk like peacocks down <laughs> to the uh to the music hall and 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 uh it it gathered that colloquialism, colloquialism peacock alley uh, 
uh, as a result. So, you know, we're very excited to, 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 to re-expose a lot of these original uh, historical features in the hotel. Uh, and a lot of those making that walk were North Texas, because years ago that was <laughs> those were a lot of well-heeled North Texans uh, went to avoid the, the Dallas heat of the summertime. And did that. Well, look, I, you're aware that there's been a pandemic on and oh, it's well. not a good time for the hotel business or it hasn't been. And it's not a good time when you're constructing, when the supply chain gets disrupted and everything else. You must have had a lot of or you must have a lot of challenges as you continue with this. Well, coincidentally, we're just finishing a hotel up in Charleston, South Carolina, the uh, the key, the uh, Saint Hotel Charleston, and yes, we have found that it's it's been very challenging. The supply chain disruptions have caused uh, so much, so many delays in materials being delivered, and of course, we a lot of the subcontractors have been buried with business because uh, they got behind uh, because of all the you know, the quarantine issues. So, you know, as we go into the Galvez, you know, we're attempting now to uh, to actually obtain materials far in advance of when we're going to need them and actually store them on site uh, to, to try to get around some of that. But yes, it, it is a, it's a challenging time to do it, but we are seeing the, the, the new, uh, the buds coming out in the, in the flowers now, so to speak in business and beginning to see the, you know, it's starting to warm up again, hopefully. And now we can uh, hopefully get our way out of this, uh, this dark tunnel we've been in for well, the last so year. You've got to be primarily, you know, leisure rather than, than business. And I, I would guess Correct. this is what's come back first. So that's to your advantage. Correct. Yes. The the leisure markets were the ones that came back first, particularly in the tertiary secondary markets that, that didn't have um, maybe the huge airline feeds that, that some of the larger places like Miami had. Uh, so, you know, that is the drive to markets were the ones that came back quickly. However, you know, obviously we still would love to love to see the um, you know, the conferences come back and the, uh, you know, the group business come back and that just hasn't quite recovered yet. So we're, we're, we're thinking that's probably going to look more like the big first quarter of 2022 before that returns. So what, what, what sort of leisure advanced bookings are you seeing in Charleston and then you're operating Key West now? Uh, we're oper- Key West is, is, is setting all records right now. Strangely enough, uh, it was one of the very first markets to recover, uh, you know, Florida recovered quickly because it opened up quickly. Um, and we were able to basically take advantage of the fact that uh, many people that might have been traveling to the Caribbean and places like that and were you know, blocked from doing so chose Key West because of its, you know, domestic presence and the ability to walk to it. So we have found uh, Key West just has been has been terrific since January on and, and, and the advanced bookings have been stronger than than ever. Um, now, Charleston, we're just about to open that property. We see, you know, obviously the, the city is very busy as well. And, you know, we're hopeful that's going to continue. Galveston is the same way. Galveston has actually done fairly well through the pandemic, even though it had some issues with beaches being closed last summer. But uh, other than a sh- what we call a short booking window or, an, or a, a short time between when the reservation is made and when people actually arrive, other than that, it's been uh, quite good down in Galveston. So you're operating, you're operating the Galvez while you're in reconstruction? Yes, that, that's one of the challenges we face because we don't want to obviously close something and then have to reopen it with, uh, you know, we have a great staff there. Obviously, our employees are most valuable assets, so we don't want to put them in a position of having to, you know, sit on their hands waiting for us to renovate. So we are in the process of doing renovation 
while we operate the hotel and we're separating that from the guest experiences, you know, challenging, but uh, it's just something we have to do. Well, you, you're, you're a fascinating man because you've had two distinctly different careers. I mean, you were a longtime pilot with American Airlines who, what, did, did hotels on the side? Actually, it was yeah, It's kind of funny how that worked out. I, uh, when I first started flying, uh, of course, I started flying years and years and years ago uh, when I was 16 years old out of Addison Airport when I was still in high school. Um, but when I got on American, I was actually building uh, houses over uh, in the Park Cities area, uh, one, one at a time, essentially. And I flew and built houses mostly during the mid and early, ni- early and mid 90s. Uh, and I decided to build a, a new uh, concept that Holiday Inn had come out with called the Holiday Inn Express uh, in, of all places, Dumas, Texas. Um, <laughs> and uh, I built that. And, you know, it's funny. I've just went from, you know, one hotel to the next. Usually I would operate them and then return, sell them, rolling the equities back into the next property. And uh, it's kind of been one of those things where I did that while I was flying uh, for American Airlines. Uh, American allowed me to, you know, obviously have a lot of time off based on an airline pilot schedule. So uh, I never learned golf, put it that way. <laughs> what? You, never had time, you never had time for golf. <laughs> I never had time for golf. So and, and you never got American to serve Dumas, Texas either, I can say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, that might have taken some effort. But, um, yeah, it, and so, you know, I've, I've always sort of had the dual career um, – path even though I've, I've enjoyed and and, and do enjoy uh, what I do so uh, you know it's always been uh, something that that I've liked so uh, basically that's kind of been and, and strange thing about it David is I um as I was flying for American later on in my in my uh, career I started flying more of the international routes you know Europe and Hawaii and I started to around 2000 2001 uh, walk into these hotels that people call boutique hotels. And I'd never, at that point, I'd been building Hampton Inns and Holiday Inn Expresses and that type of chain hotel. And, and I walked in and saw this new boutique hotel, uh, some of which, well, actually the most famous of which were probably the ones created by Ian Schrager and Philippe Stark. And that gave me a whole new, it was, it was like an epiphany to me, basically, right. of what I wanted to do. And so that's what led me into building hotels like the Saint and ultimately the Galvez. Well, I it, I can't wait to see uh, how the Galvez turns out. I am, I'm, as as we talk, I am almost embarrassed to say that we've been doing this show so long. George Mitchell was a guest on the show many times, and about the Wonderful time that he man. bought the Galvez, when he talk about buying the Galvez, Mark White. Wonderful man. He was. He was a fabulous guy. Just a wonderful guy. Mark White's the owner of uh, Seawall Hospitality and the Grand Galvez. Good to have you with us. Thanks a Thank lot. Thanks, Appreciate it. For more of our conversation with Mr. Wyatt, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.